0: Hi, it's Pete Norsted, and uh, welcome to another Trade on Sports and Focused on Football Premier League betting podcast. And as usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton after this international break. How are you doing, Jimmy? Very well, thank you, Peter. But I believe you're still
1: on your international brain.
0: Yes, yes. Um... Are, you an,
1: are you an official UK taxpayer or <laughs> do you spend enough days out of the country to, to avoid contributing to the NHS? Well, I,
0: I wish I did, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, no. But I'll be back this after this weekend. But uh, we've got a good... good uh, Good set of games, I think, here this oh, it's, week. it's
1: been more of a case of narrowing them down, Pete, this week for me, which always makes me a little bit concerned on the back yeah. of an international break. But uh, I'm sure we'll find some value somewhere.
0: Yeah, well, I think there is a lot of value about and, well, we can discuss as we go along. Right, anyway, let's start with the, 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 well, the big game of the weekend, I suppose. Everton against Liverpool. Uh, recent head-to-heads, I think, say a lot about the fixture, really. Everton have won nought. There's been four draws. Liverpool have won one. Everton at home to top six sides. they won five, drawn three, lost two. That's a very, very good uh, record, really. They're coming off a 4-2 victory at home to Brighton. Liverpool away at top six sides, 1-4, drawn three, lost three, coming off, well, a 7-2 defeat away at Aston Villa. That was unbelievable, really. Everton, obviously, they've won their opening four matches in some very good form. Liverpool won three, only three of the last eight away. My ratings are suggesting there's some good value, in fact, very good value back in the Reds here. I'm just a little bit concerned, though. The last game, I think it was 0-0, wasn't it? the last game, was it 0-0 or 1-0, I can't remember, it was a draw anyway, what, a, a few weeks Park, ago. Pete? Yeah, yeah. I think it was 0-0, wasn't it? I, I, I think, yeah, this is what worries me. I think the value, I would not stop anybody backing Liverpool minus a half, but I'm not sure. The recent head-to-head say, oh, I think this could, game could end a draw in truth. Well, it wasn't just the last game um, on this ground that ended goal. The last
1: three at Goodison Park have ended in goalless draws. And I know going into the previous game, like you say, a few weeks, months ago, uh, at Goodison was behind closed doors. And what we said before that game was, would the lack of a crowd for that game, would that sort of turn it into a training game where, on paper, Liverpool should comfortably beat them? It didn't. Everton still brought that same intensity. I'm surprised that this goal line is set at three. I think off the top of my head when the teams met a few weeks ago, it was two and three quarters. I'm just a little bit concerned here about trying to bet against Liverpool coming out all guns blazing after they've conceded seven goals. I think Jurgen Klopp might almost press the reset button here, probably make them watch the Villa game again, and really sort of refocus their mind. So, has the international break sort of derailed Everton? Four wins in four, flying they'd have wanted to continue and carry on and take Liverpool on in the fifth game of that without the international break messing them up. A lean towards the under three
0: goals, but for me,
1: it's not a game I want to get involved in.
0: Chelsea, Southampton next. Interesting head-to-head at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea have won two. Southampton have won two. There's been one draw. At home to mid-table size. Chelsea's records averagey, really. One four, drawn four, lost two. Can off a, a very good, well, four-nil victory at home to Palace. Disappointing for us. Southampton away at top half sides. One this is good. One five, drawn two, lost three. Can off a two-nil victory. Um, that's home to West Brom. Chelsea, they've won seven of their last eight home matches, so they're in some good home form. But Southampton, they've lost just one of their last seven away. Really good form Southampton have been in recently. The value is with Southampton plus one goal. But I, I, I just fear that Chelsea won seven of their last eight home. You know, I think they're, they're, they're in some good home form and I think they may win this game. I'm not sure they'll cover the line. But the value is with the away side, but I'm not going with it.
1: Well, I'm pretty close to taking it, Pete. I'm probably going to wait a little bit more till sort of near kick-off before I decide to whether to place a wager with Southampton or not. i probably want to check the team news a little bit. What's interesting to me is, in our minds, we have this perception of Frank Lampard's team of being really open, goals flying in at both ends. But at Stamford Bridge, under two and a half goals, has gone 11 to 10. When teams are able to sit off them, and be more difficult to break down without the, the feel, the need to attack them, teams can limit them. And it's interesting, 71% is the possession stats of Chelsea against Palace last time out. The game went into the break goalless. And you have to wonder if Roy Hodgson's team had walked off that pitch against Chelsea with a crowd in attendance, whether those mumblings of discontent that Stamford Bridge faithful would have had. Would Palace have been able to find a way to get a result? Yes, I know they lost 4-0. But in terms of executing a game plan and keeping it tight at Stamford Bridge, teams are able to do that. And I do think the way Danny Ings plays, the way Southampton get the ball into the box early, Southampton will create chances here. And I think back in Southampton plus one in this spot is definitely the value side to take. Just not sure whether I'll do
0: it, babe. City-Arsenal next. Uh, City have dominated this fixture recently. At the Etihad, they've won four. There's been one draw. At home to top six sides, their record's good. 1-7 draw one lost two. Coming off a one old draw away at Leeds. Arsenal away at top six finishing sides. Not great. They've won nought, drawn three, lost seven. Can offer a 2-1 victory at home to Sheffield United. City, they won seven of their last home matches. Obviously, they have had that 5-2 defeat at home to Leicester. Arsenal won four of their last five Premier League matches. I think Arsenal certainly turned a corner. The value here, I feel, is with Man City, minus one a quarter. But I, I just feel that Arsenal may not get humped here. I, and uh, in, in fact, I, I sort of fancy them. I'd be going against my rating, so I can't bet that.
1: Well, a really good friend of mine is on the City coaching staff. Well, not so much the coaching staff, the support staff. And I'll tell you what, Pete, if he digs his boots out this weekend, he might play up front for them. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking I'm very close to backing Arsenal here, plus one and a quarter goals, because if you've got no De Bruyne, no Aguero, no Jesus, I think Arteta can close these down. And we know it wasn't overly pretty at Anfield the other week. Uh, And if they are as sort of timid as they were, they might get turned over a little bit more in this spot because the constant relentless possession that City have would normally break you down. Are they going to have that, though? Are they going to create as many chances? So, normally in a game, City will create, I don't know, up to 20 shots on goal, you know, possible scoring opportunities. If you reduce that down to, say, I don't know, 12 or 13 without those three players, all of a sudden, taking a team plus one and a quarter goals, when Arsenal will always have a threat on the break, is suddenly a little bit more appealing. To me, Pete, the only side you can take here is Arsenal plus one and a quarter, especially when you consider all those City players coming back from all over the world. Guardiola will just want to find a way to win this game, and I think this will be a really tight game, Pete.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Next up, Newcastle, Man united uh, Newcastle, In fact, Newcastle have won two of the recent games, drawn one and United won one At home to top half, finishing sides, Newcastle's record's not great. they won two, drawn nought, lost eight. They're coming off a 3-1 victory. Home to Burnley, though, a good win, that is. United are at mid-table sides, 1-3, drawn four, lost three. So, fairly mixed, obviously, coming off that 6-1 humping at home to Spurs. Newcastle, they've just won three of their last 12 home matches so they're not in great home form United though they've won their last five away they're in some good away form despite that good away form my racing some some very good value Newcastle this line did open at plus one and I think if you were if you were looking at Newcastle plus one that's a definite plus three quarters I'm not so sure about this very good value Newcastle but I'm gonna have to leave it
1: Me neither, Pete. I'm going to swerve this one as well. It's interesting you talk about the Newcastle winning just three of the last twelve games. I mean, how many of those have been behind closed doors? Probably seven, perhaps. I'm I'm not too sure, but it does indicate to the fact that a lot of that sort of recent history of Newcastle being difficult to beat and you know really pushing the top teams on home soil has been aided by the ferocity of the home crowd. I mean. What I will say, though, is Newcastle won this game 1-0 last season. Can we realistically say that United are in a better place now? Perhaps the international break will really help them, You know, because the last thing that I wanted is to make this trip on the back of that 6-1 humiliation. Um, Interestingly, I think it's the last 16 games in a row there's been at least two goals in a Man United game. I do like a bet in this game. If you want to get it, though, here comes the shameless plug, Pete. You need to subscribe to the magazine. It's not a chore. It is free. Just email subscribe to ukbettingpro at gmail.com.
0: Next, Sheffield United, Fulham. Uh, Sheffield United are home to promoted sides last season. 1-2, lost 1. They're coming off a uh, a 2-1 defeat uh, away at Arsenal. Fulham away. They're away for this includes the last time they were in the, the league as well. 1-1, drawn 0, lost 9, coming off a 1-0 defeat away at Wolves. Sheffield United, though, they've lost their last seven Premier League matches. That That's poor form. Uh, and obviously, Fulham, they've lost their opening four. I think the value is with the home side. However, something's got to change in this game for both sides, and I don't know what is going to change. I would say the home side would win this, but Something, as I was going to say, something's got to change and we just can't say.
1: Yeah, this line open, Sheffield United minus a quarter. It's trended to minus a half and I'm just looking as we speak, where are we? It's 2.12 on the minus a half. Now, if people want to, you know, buy that extra quarter of a goal and take Sheffield United at whatever price, probably 1.78, I'm just thinking off the top of my right. head, I would be. Very tempted there. I mean, you, you talk about Fulham taking one point in the last 10. In the last 21 Premier League games, they've picked up five points away from home. They've won one and two. I mean, sides who finish in the mid-third of the table, United that sort of, you know, billing, have gone 55-19-19 against newly promoted sides. I don't think... Sheffield united have forgotten how to play football for chris wilder over the summer i think it's just a bit of a hangover i think the international break again we keep talking about this fortnight off, bit of a reset the players come back wilder gets them focused this is a game that they've got circled i'll be happy to take a chance on Sheffield united minus a quarter what i would say though is if they either draw and don't play well or lose this game there's serious problems at Sheffield
0: United. So far in the games we've looked at, uh, the first five games we've looked at, I think there's been some good value in, in, in Liverpool, Southampton, Manchester City, Man- uh, Newcastle and Sheffield United. And Crystal Palace-Brighton, there is no change there. There's some good value in this game. Recent <laughs> head-to-heads... I don't know why we bother going no. through
1: this. Just say back Palace.
0: Sorry, carry on. Palace, recent head-to-head at head Brighton. This mixed, 1-1, one, drawn one, lost one. At home to bottom six sides, though, Palace's record's good. 1-7, drawn two, lost one, obviously coming off that poor 4-0 defeat away at Chelsea. Brighton away at mid-table. It's not bad. 1-3, three, drawn three, lost four, coming off a of 4-2 defeat away at Everton. Palace, they've only won one of their last six home games, coming up against a Brighton side that have only lost one of their last nine away. And that was last time out away at Everton. Very good away from home, Brighton there. But the, the value here with Palace, again, is very strong. And as it's off scratch, that would be one of my selections.
1: I think what's stopping me, Pete, is we could always talk about recent form and how... Um, Brighton have done well away from home in recent weeks and games and Palace haven't performed as well in recent situations whether at Sellers Park the thing that's stopping me I think is that all of this recent form is in the current climate these current scenarios where there's no fans in the ground so it almost makes me think that Brighton have a little bit more of a relaxed approach away from home perhaps previously they've been you know, I say scared of playing away, but it's been difficult for them when they go away from the Amex, unfamiliar surroundings, they don't play well and they get turned over. On the other hand, Paris are inspired by that home crowd. And yes, they play a sort of style that at some clubs wouldn't be, you know, acceptable to play at home, quite cautious, but the home fans buy into it, they stick with them all the way through. And maybe this is a spot where it's favouring Brighton. I should really be on Palace. I mean the stats. I mean they've gone thirteen nine and five when coming up against sides placed eleventh to twentieth at Sellhurst Park under Hodgson. I mean that that is a a pretty strong stat when you're thinking that this line is scratch under two and a half goals. He's gone nineteen and eight in those games. So I lean to the home team and the under, but I just can't pull the trigger yet this season with
0: Palace. Playing. Here's a game where there's no value. Spurs-West Ham. uh, (laughs) Spurs minus one goal here. They've won three of the last five. There's been one draw. West Ham and 1-1. At home to mid-table side, Spurs' record reads 1-6, drawn two, lost two. They're coming off that excellent 6-1 victory away at Man United. West Ham away at top six sides. 1-3, drawn three, lost four. Come off a 3-0 victory uh, away at Leicester. That was an incredible result, by the way, wasn't it? I, I mean, we go on about, you know, obviously... Yeah, oh me. no, no. You have a look though, at, you know, the Man United defeat and the Liverpool defeat, but that is a very good win for West Ham. Very very overlooked
1: yes, with the other yes. results
0: that went in that day. Spurs not one in two home matches slightly unlucky against Newcastle though. West Ham, they've won their last two uh, matches, scoring seven conceding none against Leicester and Wolves, very good. No value in the line though. Mm. Yeah, I mean it
1: opened up at minus three quarters. Uh, it's trended up to a full goal. Um, those moves in themselves means I can't, I can't back them. I mean Mourinho's won exactly half of his games in charge at Spurs. Yeah, you know I can't really back a team that's only won. 50% of the game's giving away a full goal, especially when you look at the form of West Ham in recent weeks. As I said, that win away at Leicester gets completely overlooked with the turning over of Man United on home soil and Liverpool getting on. But it was an incredible result. Once again, David Moyes wasn't at the game. Maybe they found the magic formula, West Ham. Just make David Moyes watch the game on <laughs> Zoom and they might start <laughs> picking some points up. I mean, yeah, I think Spurs will win this, Pete. I sense it might be one of those typical Mourinho wins to nil. So, I lean towards the under three goals. But in reality, I'm keeping well away from it.
0: Leicester Villa next. Interesting, very interesting game. It's minus half a goal. Leicester have won both recent meetings. At home, uh, Leicester's recent home um, form, 1-5, drawn two, lost three. They're coming off a 3-0 defeat, uh, as we mentioned, at home to West Ham. Villa, away at top six size, 1-0, drawn naught lost ten. Terrible, coming off a seven-two, although seven-two victory at home to Liverpool, and it's a very, it's a great pity no fans in the ground. This is where I thought this is an historic day for Aston Villa, and it's a, it's such a shame that the fans weren't in the ground. It, that whole thing would have been. I, bad I, it was unbelievable. Today. Leicester won three of their last four. Villa, they've won their opening three, and they've not lost in seven, so they're in some very good form. However, the value here is with the home side. This has got to be one of the bets of the. Well, it is the. In my opinion, the bet of the weekend, Leicester minus a half, I, I think this is a good bet.
1: I've never fallen off a horse, Peter, but if I did, I'd probably not get straight back on it. I'd probably worry a little bit, but in this instance, I fell off the Leicester horse, got home to West Ham, got spanked, I sulked the rest of the day. I didn't watch the Man United <laughs> Liverpool games, I was sulking that much after getting spanked, but I have to bet this game. This is, for me, again, the bet of the day. Um, And not so much the stats, but when I dig deep into last season, Leicester scored eight times against Villa last season, four times in each game. If you look at the back four that Villa put out last time against Liverpool, it was uh, Cash, Concer, Mings and Target, with Douglas Louise just sat in front of them. Most of those five played in both games last season against Leicester. So, what have we seen in those first three games to make you think that Villa won't concede goals? I mean, yes, they beat Liverpool 7-2, but there is a two in that scoreline. Yeah. Liverpool did score twice. So, yeah, I have to take Leicester. And also, you you, you wonder, with, all the, with a lot of these Villa players going off for their international breaks, again sat round the pool, some of them, wherever they are, just sat back, thinking how well we've started the season, probably getting a little bit ahead of themselves. Brendan Rodgers, meanwhile, sat in front of the video screen with his little notepad
0: making notes. I think Leicester are a great bet here, Pete, minus half a West goal. Brom, Burnley next. Reese near Ted's, West Brom a 1-1, Burnley are 1. At home to bottom half sides... West Brom, 1-1, drawn 6, lost 3, drawn 6 of 10 there. Come off a 2-0 defeat away at Southampton. Burnley away at promoted sides, 1-2, drawn 5, lost 3. So in those 20 games, 11 have been a draw. Uh, They come off a 3-1 defeat away at Newcastle. West Brom, one point from their opening four games. And Burnley, well, they've now lost four in a row. But if we remember, Burnley last season, although they were in the, the Europa League, they started last season slowly. But once again, I think there's some very good value here with the away side. I can see this game ending a draw, really, but I'm going Burnley plus a quarter here. I can't see, and I think it's a good bet, that.
1: Well, it opened at scratch, and there's obviously been some money for West Brom. not really sure why and where that money's come from, because as we know, Sean Dyche has made a living in this spot by avoiding defeat. The reason Burnley have stayed in the Premier League for so many seasons is when they play these games against the teams that are in and around them at the bottom of the table, they may not win the game, but they won't lose any sort of ground on teams. I don't know if Sean Dash has read many books into game theory, but these are the sorts of games where not only can you lose three points to an opponent, you can also lose that momentum. So... Burnley grind results out here. I mean, you said that in the last uh, last 10, they've gone 2, 5 and 3 to newly promoted sides. If you expand that out a little bit further, 2, 6 and 3. So there's an extra draw thrown in there. As you say, Burnley started the season really slowly, but they tend to. The interesting thing for me is, I think there's possibly a little bit of value here with the over two and a quarter goals. I do think Burnley will create chances against this West Brom side. And we've seen that West Brom do play an open and attractive style under Bilic. Yes, they probably closed it down a little bit last time out at Southampton. But I don't think they'll do that here on this ground. And over two and a half goals has gone 12 and seven in Burnley's 19 away games to newly promoted
0: sides. So,
1: I'm not going to
0: dissuade anyone from taking the over two and a quarter goals in this game, mate. Next, Leeds, Wolves. uh, Leeds at home this season, 1-1, drawn one, coming off a one old draw at home to Man City, where, in fact, they played very well, in truth. Wolves uh, away at promoted sides, 1-2, drawn one, lost two, coming off a 1-0 victory at home to Fulham. Leeds, they've only lost... 4-3 to Liverpool in their opening four matches, so that's their only loss and again, they played very well there Wolves only one of their last five away, they've won that so Wolves have been they haven't started the season in very good fashion really, I don't see any value in the line, it wouldn't surprise me though if Wolves nip this as they've only won one in the last five, I can see Wolves winning this but no value in the line for me
1: I find it really interesting that the goal line set at two and a quarter goals, Pete. I do think the bookmakers have put far too much faith in Wolves' ability to shut Leeds down when we've already seen that uh, Liverpool couldn't shut them down, Manchester City couldn't shut them down. And if that Leeds-Man City game last time out ended 3-3 like it probably should have done, what would this goal line have been? Probably two and a half maybe even two and three quarters. I do think there's some really, really good value here with the over two and a quarter goals. Now, when I've dug down a little bit into the stats, newly promoted teams against teams that are between seventh and tenth in the, in the table, newly promoted sides have gone 21, 19 and 23, which suggests there's a little bit of value with Wolves now it's moved to that to an, uh, sorry, moved to that quarter goal line. But in those games, two and a half goals has gone 33 and 30. So you're averaging more than 50% landing three goals. I really think the way this Leeds team play, Pete, I don't see them keeping many clean sheets at all. Even though Wolves have got a little less attacking threat, I think a half loss is a very worst-case scenario. I'm steaming in on the over two and a quarter goals.
0: Right, before we uh, go on to uh, our round-up, I just want to say, well, I've been out here... a couple of weeks uh, in Madeira, we sort saw of Portugal, and uh, I've watched the uh, Portugal last t- couple of Portugal games. They they drew nil nil away out front in France, and they won three nil at home to Sweden uh, last night. I tell you what, they've got some very young players, but defensively they're superb. I reckon they're going to be a tough nut to crack in the next year's Euros. You know, I really do. What's the what's the price? Sixteen uh, to one. I think they're a good. I know they've got Germany and France in their group, but I'll tell you what, this is going to be a tough team to crack.
1: Yeah, I did actually, I didn't really watch much of the international games, to be perfectly honest, but I did actually have a quick click on the uh, Portugal side last night, and yeah, they are very solid. They don't necessarily rely on Ronaldo anymore, like I think the public perception is, Um and I'm sure they'll they'll monitor Ronaldo and wheel him out in certain so I say wheel him out in certain games, but in the old days it would be stop Ronaldo, stop Portugal.
0: I don't think that's the case anymore. No, this this I, I think they're a good they they got what I quite like about them, they've got some young players, you know, twenty three years old. Yeah. That lad from Liverpool, he looks a good player. I can't remember his name now. Yeah. But but Johnson, Johnson. yeah, they've got, you know, obviously the the Man City guy What's his name? Bruno? or oh, no, no, not that's the Man United guy, Fernandez, isn't? And then they've got like, that yeah. Silver, Bernardo Silva from Man City. He's an yeah. outstanding player. They've got that new Ronaldo, but he's off form at the moment. That Felix guy. They've got yeah. some, but the defensive, that Pep guy that's gone from Real Madrid back to Porto. I tell you yeah. what, this is—they're going to be a really difficult side to beat. I, I can see them getting through that group. You know, with France, I'd rather be backing them than. Oh them. yes, I would as well. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, it, it, i I'm, presume England will probably. Be yeah, the, France, you see yeah, that they've got a good manager as well. Portugal, he's got. A, he's a tournament guy. It's going to be. Yeah, it will be interesting. Oh, you've been, you've been, you've been in with the locals, yeah, have not yeah, you? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it, it could be. I think it could be interesting. Right. Anyway, let's get we have to sort out this this week's uh, matches. Right. What? My. I I've forgot. I've, I've even forgotten what I'm. I'm on now. Right. Crystal. drop i go. First? Malga, Crystal Palace off scratched against Brighton. Leicester. Well, that's a brilliant bet. Minus half a goal at home to Villa and Burnley plus a quarter away at West Rom. But this is a week where there's been massive value in a lot of games. Yeah. Fully agree, Peter. So <laughs> I, I probably had for the first time in a
1: very long time, probably about six or seven on my short list. Weedled them down to two. I'm going to take Leicester outright, minus the half obviously. As you say, I think that's a great bet. And then I'm going to go with the over two and a half goals in the Leeds v Wolves game again. I think too much emphasis has put on Wolves defensive strength. I think Leeds are going to be involved in a lot of games this season where there's at least two goals in. So I see a half loss as your worst case scenario. So Back in Leicester outright, and the over two and a half goals in league
0: to be worthless. right. We shall be back this time next week, and have a good weekend, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.